right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're listening to this podcast from. This is the Best Life Fresno Show, and we are in for a treat today. My guest is Stacy Solari, and she is a recruiter with Bath & Body Works currently, looking to help bring you some of the tips and tricks for how to get a job in the Fresno area so that you have the money to go do the things that you want to do. Uh, but Stacy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, so a little bit of background about you this that you shared with me is that you're a lo- you're a Fresno local. So, you know, just like I do, I'm fairly local to this area as well. There's lots going on. We have that, that insider knowledge, uh, but graduated from Fresno State with a BS in business administration and an option in HR management. So if anybody at a recruiting agency should know what they're doing, it certainly sounds like you. Uh, and have been kind of moving through various recruiting roles. So you've got a lot of different experience. You may be with Bath and Body Works now, but it looks like you've been with several other recruiters along the way. So why don't you give us a, maybe a little rundown of, of who you are and how you got your start? I really started off, you know, in the Central Valley. I was born and raised kind of in the Fresno area. Um, grew up a little bit in Fresno and then moved off to Selma, California, which isn't too far from Fresno. It's actually where I live. Right, right. I saw LinkedIn. <laughs> So I kind of lived on the outskirts of town, so really didn't have a lot of exposure, right? Um, and I think Fresno sometimes gets that notion, you know, we don't have that um, San Francisco tech or, you know, Hollywood in the LA area, right? So really trying to provide great tips and tricks for people to really get out there. Um, I started off um, watching my parents really, um, you know, open up their small businesses. And in California, you know, that the employment laws are pretty strict um, and a lot different than other states. So it really kind of sparked my interest in the HR world. Um, I kind of always knew, um, you know, being from Fresno that I was going to go to Fresno State. It was just a goal, right? Um, And I was able to go and graduate. I obviously went for HR management um, and really got a head start in kind of that HR role. Um, Started some internships, really got my feet went into um, HR, but really noticed that I liked recruiting because recruiting just gives people opportunities, right? You're able to make somebody's life, you know, you're, you impact people's lives, right? You make a difference in not only their lives, but, you know, in their families' lives as well, because you're promoting people, you're helping people elevate their careers. So, um, and there's two different types of recruiters. So there's agency recruiters, right? That, um, what an agency recruiter does is they basically work with tons of different companies and they find candidates for those specific roles. And then there's also corporate recruiters or recruiters that are in-house that work for a company. So like myself, I work for a specific company who um, I then recruit for, for only that company. Now the agency model would be more like in this area, I guess the um, Apple one, yeah. I think pride staff used to be one, maybe still is like, those would be what you're talking about there, the more generalist approach. Right. Right. And I've also, you know, been a part of, um, I haven't specifically recruited for, um, you know, a agency, but I have gone through the process with an agency and, um, have held contract roles through agencies. So I have done kind of, um, on my end, both, um, and those, uh, positions through agency, you know, they really give you a head start. Um, I think doing those contract roles really, um, help you be able to adapt quickly, which is something that a lot of companies are looking for. Um, 
So being able to get those contract roles can help you get to where you need to be. Um, and I know a lot of people, they really kind of avoid those contracts because they're usually, you know, three months, six months, maybe up to a year, right? Um, and you don't really get too many either benefits or time off. Um, but it does give you that opportunity to then use that experience for something else that you are going for. And that has really helped me um, get to where I have now, you know, been able to be at. Um, so I do encourage people to do that if they're stuck and they can't find what they're looking for. You know, look at those agencies and say, hey, I'm open to work. Is there anything that you have available or, you know, search online? They have most of the time they have their postings up. Um, so finding that position and reaching out to that recruiter and saying, Hey, I saw this posted. Do you know the recruiter or are you the recruiter? Cause I would really like to introduce myself. So I think also what has helped me get to where I am now is really taking that extra step, right? Not waiting for a recruiter to find me, you know, I'm going to go find that recruiter. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest steps to, um, getting to where you need to be or where you want to be as well. Hey there folks. I hope you're enjoying the best life Fresno podcast so far. Before we get too much further in, I want to take a moment to thank this episode's supporters. This episode is brought to you in part by the support of viewers like you. If you would like to support what I do here at best life Fresno, be sure to visit patreon.com slash best life Fresno all one word, patreon.com slash bestlifefresno. And also by Createapult. Createapult is a business strategy and marketing consulting firm serving the Fresno area, here to help you reach your business goals, whether you're a side hustler looking to make a few extra dollars each month or an established business looking to reach a lofty new goal. Createapult has got you covered. We analyze you and your business to create a personalized strategy for success. To find out more, visit linkedin.com slash company slash createapult. That's C-R-E-A-T-A-P-U-L-T. Let's dream, launch, and grow together. Now back to the show. I remember my own initial job search. I grew up working for my parents' construction company, and so I had all of that experience. But when I went to school, I thought I was going to be an accountant. I thought for sure, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to go get my MBA. I'm going to become an accountant. I'm going to advise businesses on how to do business. Um, problem is I was coming out with a degree that was oversaturated due to the financial crisis. Still all of these longtime people with 30, 35 years experience were willing to take an entry level job that should have gone to somebody like me because they just wanted to stay employed when everything was crumbling around them. And so I kind of quickly veered out of that, but that left me looking for work. And a lot of the problem was can't get experience because don't have a job. You need a job to pay the bills, but you know, they're kind of stuck in this cyclical trap. Like, well, how do I get that initial experience so that I can apply for that job that says it's entry level, but needs like six months to a year. And that's, I found the same result essentially was the, the agency recruiters were willing to give me access to certain limited time roles or something like that, even, even entry, full on entry level positions, but that because they were able to sort of prevent me to vouch for my credentials and my abilities, it kind of gave me that little edge up over somebody who's just coming in like, Hey, yeah, take my word for it. I'm awesome, right? Like hire me. And so I I definitely agree with your your findings on this. Now, walk me through is there an advantage to somebody who's looking to get in 
with a particular company to working with that company's recruiters? Or because I know sometimes like I, I currently work for a, a large uh, government agency. And so when we post stuff, we post it everywhere. We've got our own personnel people, but we've also worked with agency recruiters and that sort of thing. But is there any advantage to somebody making that good connection with the local recruiter versus coming in from the outside through one of those agencies? Well, I think it's different for every company. I don't think, you know, the any recruiter wants to fill the job, right? That's our job to fill the job with the most qualified candidate, right? Um, so I don't think there's any certain advantages. You know, we try to do our best to not be biased, right? So just because you come from an agency doesn't mean we're going to dislike you more if you apply from, you know, compared to applying directly to the role, right? The goal for the recruiter is always to hire somebody who is qualified or the most qualified, right? Um, and ensuring that it's a good fit for the company, but also for the candidate as well, right? Um, as a recruiter, I do my best to be transparent um, in what I know and what I can share with the candidate to see if it's a position that, you know, will fulfill them. Um, because you're always worried about um, the turnover, right? You want somebody to be happy in their role and, you know, grow with the company. So I think that there's no, you know, advantages. I think it's just getting to that point, right? Just applying or, you know, getting in contact with the recruiter, whatever you can do um, to get your resume over, right? Um, and sometimes those, there's positions that maybe aren't out there, but you're looking and you can always connect with recruiters and say, hey, you know, I noticed that right now you don't have this current opening, but I'm looking for this position. And later on, you know, in five, six months or whenever the case may be, if you do have a similar position, you know, feel free to reach out. So I think building those connections with recruiters, agency or corporate recruiters or in-house recruiters, right, um, is always the way to go. Uh, I know we connected via LinkedIn. So I think LinkedIn is such a powerful tool. Um, you know, you have your um, education, your work experience, you can, you know, personalize it to show your personality and you know, any projects that you worked on, they have LinkedIn learning now. So, uh, you know, if you are stuck in a rut and you're like, hey, I want to learn more about something else or I want to expand my knowledge on something, there's LinkedIn recruiter, right? Or sorry, LinkedIn learning where you can learn more about a certain subject. Um, and um, if I'll be honest with you, there's been, you know, um, interviews that I have had that people are impressed with how much LinkedIn learning I do. Um, I just do it for fun, to be honest with you. I always strive to learn more and do better um, and, again, continue to grow uh, within myself um, for those you know, positions, whether it be recruiting, whether it be um, coaching others and getting to where they need to be. So there's so many you know, free tools out there that you can utilize to get to where you want to be. Um, I know Fresno just started a kind of career program where you can get an internship. It's called Career Nexus, and I'm pretty sure you can just Google it um, where you, you know, do uh, they're like little short classes. They talk about how to, you know, dress business casual or dress, you know, appropriate for interviews and, you know, how to submit your resume, how your resume should look, you know, small things like that. And when you're done with the program, you can actually sign up for, you know, an H HR internship. Um, there's a ton, tons of different ones that are on there. Um, so, again, it's just going out there and looking for 
you know, those opportunities, because there are opportunities even here in Fresno, even though we don't have the biggest tech companies, even though we don't have, you know, production of movies and things like that. So, um, you know, just going out there looking for those opportunities, again, doing your part, right, um, in just kind of uh, growing and try to find something that is at least a stepping stone to get to where you want to be. I've seen a lot of the LinkedIn learning as well myself. I know there's the several Google certification type programs. I've seen those for project management, which was my eight to five. Uh, and are those things are, that you're starting to see more on resumes? Perhaps is there a better, like a best practices for how do I illustrate all of this learning I've done? Because if I'm somebody who's very prolific in the learning like yourself, should I be cherry picking like the most relevant things that I've taken a class on or learned about? Or should I just be like, hey, no, boom, I am a renaissance human being of knowledge here. And I have all of these things I've learned about and I want you to know about it. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely try to tie it back to the position that you're trying to you know, get to or achieve to. Right. Um, so it's great to list all these titles of all these classes that you're taking, but what did you learn from them and how does that connect with the job that you're looking to get? Um, so I would say focus on that, right? If there's a position that you're out there looking for and it says, you know, to solve so-and-so problem, well, you know, let the recruiter know how you're going to solve that problem. Let the, you know, hiring manager, for sure the hiring manager is going to want to know how you're going to solve this certain problem, right, with the training that you took. Um, so really focusing on the deliverables that you are able to give to the team or the company, right? Um, cause that's, what's really going to impress someone. Um, and I think to you really talked about, um, being in an oversaturated market and not being able to get an entry level role, right? So making sure if you are doing these classes or trying to grow and learn, um, doing the best that you can to express what you have learned. And then you can always bring that up in the interview as well. Like, hey, I've been doing this to get to the place where I want to be because that's proactive of you, right? You are doing everything that you can to um, gain more knowledge. Um, and you're not, in, you know, say you're not employed during that time. You're taking your own free time. So that really um, shows, you know, how committed you are to either getting this role or doing something along the lines of what you're studying. So that's always a great thing to see too. Um, I actually have a project uh, management uh, certificate from Google. I did that course. So um, again, it was a free course for myself. I'm not, you know, into project management, but it does help with any position that you're in, because there's going to be projects in every you know industry. So it's a great, great way to, again, just continuous, uh, that continuous learning. Um, and I mean, why not take advantage of it? It's free, right? <laughs> it expands your knowledge, um, you know, great things. So, um, you know, I really, I'm all about the free learning. Now, I've helped quite a few family, friends, coworkers work on their paper resumes for submission to things. But what seems to panic people the most perhaps is the interview. The what if I do get this? <laughs> Where like what like what do I do when I've got to get there because I can look great on paper and then I'm worried I'm going to bomb. Uh now I know there's been an advent of tons of new tools like LinkedIn Live is beginning to roll out to more and more people. I know there's things like 
FaceTime and, you know, Facebook Live, YouTube streaming, all these things. Like, have you ever talked to somebody or perhaps practiced yourself using one of these live platforms to maybe work in sort of this realm, especially with so many interviews still being via remote technologies? So I think um, interviews through kind of these platforms are a lot more difficult than in person because they really can't see your body language, right? So it's really um, important to be able to see how you interview, right, by yourself. And you'd kind of notice how many times you say like, um, or you know what I mean, or little things like that, that you wouldn't normally say um, as much on a day-to-day conversation. So I think it's just recording yourself, ensuring that you're being confident, right? Uh, I think it's kind of scary when they're like, what do I do if I get this? Just be confident. You you know, everything that you have on your resume is true and is factual. So, um, you know, lean on that. Say you have done things. I know people fall into this like imposter syndrome, but it's always important to remember, you know, you've been able to, um, achieve the things that you've achieved. Um, and just being confident when, um, you know, speaking about those things in an interview, we think is super crucial because, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of difficult because it's, you know, how's the recruiter going to believe that you've been able to do these things if you're not confident when you say them, right? Um, so I think just practicing that, um, and then even just the eye contact, I think that's, you know, super important too. I mean, I think it's more even noticed during, you know, Teams interviews or Zoom interviews because you're looking at this screen like straight, direct, right? There's maybe little um, to no distractions. So really focusing on those things. And I think, again, it's a learning process. Um, People are learning, people are trying their best. So I think um, as long as you try, I think is is super important too. Yeah, so the... the focus of like, where do I look, I think has been something that's come up because, you know, my camera baby right here and I'm staring you down the barrel of the camera, but it's kind of awkward sometimes because the screen where I see you and your face may be over here. Like in this example, I think people can actually see a reflection in the camera right there. You can see like off to the side here. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you, I promise, but my camera is lying about it. Right. You know, the, the, I, and I've had to apologize to people in interviews when I'm conducting them. It's like, I, I promise I'm looking at you, I'm paying attention to you, but I may be looking down here at my desk, scribbling some notes while you're talking, or I'm trying to look at your picture over here so that I can see your response to things. So I know that itself, if you're practicing for a remote interview, it seems to be a skill set all its own. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I would say to recruiters are, you know, they're human too. So if you just say something simple like, hey, I'm looking at you, but my up here, <laughs> you know, we're super, I think, well, I say we, but I'm super, and I know other recruiters that are super just, um, just super flexible, right? We totally understand. Um, as long as you're not like looking this way, looking that way, you know, when you're talking, I think. Right. Obviously <laughs> like cooking a meal here on the side or something while you're right. trying to talk or like playing with your dog or whatever. Right. <laughs> so I think that again, um, it's still like a learning thing. And I think a lot of recruiters are flexible, you know, as long as you're trying your best, you're, you came prepared. I think that's another thing too. always come prepared. I think, um, there's some times where, you know, I've helped, you know, my little brother or somebody else kind of just roll through the punches and see how they're going to do it in an interview. I'm like, did you practice at all before? 
they'll be like, no, you know, my little brother, he's 17. He recently got his first job and, you know, came to me for help and didn't practice at all. And I was like, hey, you know, you do need to practice. It's not something that you just go in and you're just like, blah, 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 blah. This is how I do it, right? There's always going to be mess ups. But I think being prepared is always super key too. Um, and I always give that advice to if you've been in the workforce, you know, for I don't know, even five plus years, right? You haven't interviewed in five years, you're probably not going to be super great at it, right? Um, so just, again, just going and, uh, you know, preparing for that interview, ensuring that, you know, you do have your kind of ducks in line, know what you're going to say, um, giving a general idea of what you are going to focus about um, in the interview. There's tons of um, interview questions online, so, you know, just going over those and practicing with those, yes, they might not be the exact questions that you're going to get, but it's going to give you that confidence to be able to speak upon anything, any projects that you've done, um, any accomplishments that you've had within the past, you know, year, two years, three years. Um, so really preparing, even if, again, if it's not the exact same questions, it does give you that level of preparedness. So we've talked about being proactive, reaching out, doing the work practicing, making sure that you're prepared, and in the meantime, trying to learn as much as you can. Do you have any other best practices, helpful tips that you think would help somebody who's perhaps looking for something or looking to change careers now? Yeah, so I think resumes are also super important, right? It's your first impression most of the time. So, um, you know, when I was on the job hunt, I would actually look and change my resume on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, again, just looking at other resumes, always finding a way to improve it. Um, I always tell people just because you have a job now doesn't mean you should just like leave your resume hanging and not never look at it. Right. Um, even if it's well, there's that syndrome, right? Uh Oh, so-and-so updated their LinkedIn. They must be getting ready to right, quit. Right. <laughs> Uh, so it, <laughs> no, 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 no. It should just be constantly right. updating, right? It's it, a living Consistently, page. right? They're not going to get that red flag. So <laughs> if, if you're employed and you just look at your resume one time a year, right? Maybe you had your end of year review or something like that. And you really already jotted down your accomplishments from that year. Go ahead and like update your resume just in case, just so you know, you know, looking back, even in a couple years, you'll know what you did that year specifically to elevate yourself. So I think it's always like continuously improving yourself and improving any documents that will help you um, remember those things. Because to be honest with you, even myself, I if I haven't thought about it in a while, like I'll completely forget what I did. Right. And I won't be able to express, um, you know, my accomplishments the best way that I can. Um, so doing it at the moment that you can or the moment, you know, again, that you've had your end of year review or, you know, your mid year. Um, is always a great way to stay on top of it. Now, cover letters. This this may have come across as a bit of an archaic <laughs> concept because I remember in high school practicing the art of cover letter writing, but now not every application even has a spot for it. They may not even let you attach something like that. So what's your opinion on the use of cover letters? Yeah, that's a good question. That's actually a really tricky question. Um, I've never had a cover letter, if I'm honest. Um, and I don't really desire to really write one. <laughs> so 
Um, I think it just depends. I think if you're transitioning from, you know, a certain industry to another, or, you know, if your main focus is something completely different to what you're, you've been doing or what you've done in the past, I think sometimes that cover letter will talk about maybe the experiences or transferable skills for that, you know, position that you're trying to transfer to. Um, but I would say that I've heard that a lot of you know, recruiters don't read them because, again, they don't want to go be biased, right? If everybody doesn't submit a cover letter, are they giving you, you know, different treatment than the other people? So that's why I think a lot of companies have gone away without cover letters. Um, a lot of the positions that I've seen just from looking at LinkedIn and what jobs are open and out there do not require cover letters, or again, like you mentioned, don't even have a place to even attach one anymore. So um, I think it's something that if you can't attach, maybe you can share um, with, you know, the recruiter after the fact or the hiring manager. Um, if they allow it again, sometimes if it's not in the process, they can't allow it. Um, but utilizing your bio on LinkedIn is super, like another good way to use um, that quote unquote cover letter, right? It really talks about, you know, what you're doing now, what you want to be doing in the future. And you can utilize that space because, you know, there are recruiters out there, there are hiring managers that are out there looking for someone just like you. Um, and that way you can explain um, where you are now, where you want to be. The last thing before I think we get into maybe what a day in the life looks like for somebody who wants to follow your path, I, I'd like to know more about feedback. Do you solicit for feedback from a prospective employer or uh, the recruiter, regardless of whether or not you were successful in the interview? Yeah. So I think instead of feedback, um, because again, there's a lot of, you know, things that a recruiter or hiring manager can't disclose due to, you know, legalities. Um, instead of, you know, asking for feedback maybe going back to that preparedness, uh, maybe looking back on yourself and saying, hey, what could I do better next time? Or what do I think that maybe I tried really hard to prepare for, but it didn't go the way that I planned it, um, is always staying connected with the recruiter. Because if they did contact you in the first place, you're probably, you know, pretty qualified possibly, right? So, um, you know, staying connected with that recruiter just in case another position similar comes, you know, available within, you know, who knows when, right? But really, again, connecting with the recruiter. Um, and, you know, a lot of recruiters are appreciative when they say, you know, thank you for the time, um, things like that, because there's a lot of the time when we don't hear back from people once we disposition them. So, you know, getting that sometimes is like, oh, wow, like this person actually appreciated the time that we took to talk to them. So again, it's another way to stay connected with recruiters. Um, and, you know, building that network, again, you never know when another position like the one that you're seeking for will come about, or maybe that recruiter actually knows another recruiter that's recruiting at a different company that has a similar opening, right? So never burning bridges, doing your best to stay connected, I think is, is you know, key. Well, that's great. Uh, and that actually makes a lot of sense, because I was one of those people that would try to like, 
hey, how did it go? You know, how did, what was kind of the general opinion? You know, didn't really hear much back, but that makes a lot more sense now. They're not just being rude. They may not legally be able to disclose anything to right. you. So that, that, that's good to know. Uh, now, for somebody who maybe wants to go down your similar career path, let's unpack maybe what, did, what does a day in the life look like? Or maybe uh, more generally, what's a, what's a week look like for you? So recruiters, you know, we review resumes, right? Um, so if you apply to positions, I know people think that ATS is, they call them these bots, right? They think that, um, computers or whoever this bot is reviews all the resumes, but no humans actually reviewing that resume. So, um, we review resumes, you know, every single day. Um, and if we don't, you know, if no one applies, there are those positions that even not even one person will apply. We go out on LinkedIn recruiter and we try to find somebody who's qualified for the position. Um, so again, keeping your LinkedIn profile updated is so crucial. Um, sometimes I'll message somebody and they're like in a completely different state. Um, but their LinkedIn says that they're in another state. So keeping everything up to date. Um, if you have your open to work banner, check your messages uh, quickest way to, you know, get a hold of recruiters is just by looking at your messages, because most of the time, a lot of recruiters use that open to work banner. Um, you know, we reach out to candidates if they're open to work, that lets us know that they're possibly looking for a new opportunity. Um, but sometimes those people don't check their messages. So just even the simple fact of checking your messages, if your LinkedIn recruiter is, or sorry, if your, uh, open to work banner is on, um, staying active on LinkedIn, the more active you are, you know, the more likely you're going to come across more recruiters or positions available. Um, I think too, even just connecting with recruiters that are at companies that you want to work for, because they'll post jobs all the time um, of what they're recruiting for. And you have that direct connection at that point of what, what that recruiter is recruiting for. And you can just send them a quick message. Um, you know, I have tons of recruiters on my um, LinkedIn and they're usually pretty open to message people back. Um, again, it's easiest when you include the position that you a have already applied for, or b you know the position that you're seeking. Um, so being very specific in your reach out is is uh, key, just because recruiters do get a tons of me tons of messages, and if you're not specific, we can't help you, even though we want to, right? Um, but we have limited time too. We have to keep a work life balance for ourselves as well. Um, we're not on LinkedIn, you know, 24 seven, but a lot of us will get back to you when we can. Um, but again, making it as easy as possible for the recruiter so we can help you as soon as and quick as, um, you know, that we can um, is always, you know, really nice. I love when somebody has a detailed message and they're straight to the point and they tell me exactly what they want, because then I can help them right away, whether that be, hey, I don't have something or yes, I do have something or, hey, I actually know another recruiter that's recruiting for that. Well, that's great. Now, maybe let's go broad here. Uh, what do you, do you see any spe specific trends in the Fresno area as far as where maybe the industries are going, what types of jobs are commonly available out there? Maybe somebody, I know we've seen a lot of Bay Area transfers, it seems like coming down <laughs> looking for cheaper housing, uh, maybe the remote working or something like that. But what, what, what are some of the trends that maybe you're seeing out of the workforce right now? Just living here and kind of seeing wages going up. Um, I think it, I think Fresno in general is getting, you know, a little bit more expensive to live. It's, I feel like it's less affordable now than it was even a couple years ago. 
So um, for me, it's like, not having that mindset to where you're stuck just in Fresno. There's tons of companies that are hiring remotely, right? Um, I currently work remotely. So, um, you know, at first I was, you know, on Indeed and just looking at jobs for, um, you know, in the Fresno and the Clovis area, right? And I got out of that mentality because I was like, there's other places out there that are hiring remotely and I can, you know, maybe get a job there. I can land a job, right? Those remote jobs, tend to be, you know, a little bit more difficult to land because a lot more candidates are out there. But again, just expanding your kind of just your mindset. Um, because again, there, you know, there isn't really a lot of tech companies, there isn't certain industries in Fresno. But if you can land that remote job, you will have that experience. So whether it be tech, whether it be, you know, something with, you know, production or um, something in the LA area, you know, you can you know, branch out into those industries just because they're not here in Fresno and in Clovis or in the Central Valley. You, There are opportunities out there. I think um, that's like the biggest hurdle that I had in, in kind of like my mentality. Um, and I always thought to myself, like, there's all these other applicants that are applying for these jobs. Like there's never a way that I'm going to land it. So making sure your mentality is like, in a positive manner, right? Because you're not going to be able, you aren't going to be able to land those jobs if you have that negative mentality. So being able to say, yes, I will do it. And, you know, I myself, like, am that person that was like, yes, I will do it. And I did do it. Um, so again, don't, you know, put up those barriers yourself. Let, you know, those companies say like, oh, no, we, you know, went forward with another candidate or things like that, right? Don't do it to yourself because you can be there. Um, again, it's just trying. It's just applying yourself. Um, and again, making those strides to be where you want to be, I think, is the most important thing. Well, that's all great information. I think as we look to start wrapping this up here, what is your best tip that you have for just living in Fresno? Maybe it's your favorite hole in the wall place that nobody knows about to eat at. Maybe it's a, you know, a certain program or event that not everybody knows about. What What's your best life tip for living in Fresno? Oh man, best life tip. Um, I'm like an avid um, food truck chaser. So for me, it's always, you know, continuously, um, helping local businesses here in Fresno, because I want those businesses to also elevate and grow themselves. So, um, you know, Fresno Street Eats, um, they're always posting where the food trucks are. Um, so I try to try something new every week. Um, so I go on a weekly basis. You will always catch me somewhere at a food truck on a weekly <laughs> basis. Um, but again, it's just, uh, I think elevating other people in the Central Valley, because, you know, I think sometimes when people say Fresno, they think of, you know, low, low income or poverty. And that's that doesn't have to be the case. You know, we just need to support each other. Um, you know, sometimes going to a farmer's market um, instead of going to Walmart or somewhere, you know, just quick and fast. But, you know, helping other people um, elevate themselves, elevating yourself. Um, you again, make those great connections with people in the community. That person may know somebody that's looking for somebody that's hiring for somebody somewhere else. So again, it's just creating those, um, you know, relationships and building on that. Um, and I think what I love about Fresno is 
just being able to make that change and not have that mentality where, you know, oh, we're from Fresno, like we're not from LA or San Francisco, right? We can do that and much more, right? Um, I think it's just continuously to support others in the community as well. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, and I'm I'm going to have to look up somebody from Fresno Street Eats, I think. They're going to have to be a rep on the, on the show here soon because you are not <laughs> the first person now already to recommend them and like, yeah, we hit this up all the time. Uh, so that that's really great to hear. Now, where can people find yeah. you? Uh, where's the best way to, to get a hold of you? Where can they follow you on social? That yeah. Kind of so if you don't find me on the street, eating something at a taco, find me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn on a daily basis. Um, so connect with me. Um, you know, message me with any questions. I'm super into mentoring people and helping people elevate themselves and their careers. So um, if there's anything that I can support you in or anybody else, um, you know, I would love to do so. Again, be specific as you can. I, I would like to get to everybody. Um, but the more detail you give me, you know, the quicker and, you know, more concise information I can give you to help you. So um Again, just connect with me, follow me and just my content sometimes, even just my content will help you get to a better place in your, you know, search. Because um, I'm always posting, you know, different ideas or um, just reposting what other recruiters say about the way they search or the way, you know, they see resumes or things like that. So just opening your eyes to the other side, right? Um, and seeing... Um, because you always need to put yourself on the other end, right? What is a recruiter going to gain from this resume? What story am I trying to tell? So, um, you know, follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me, message me if anything, um, if I could do anything for, you know, you yourself or your followers, you know, I'm more than happy to. Well, that's great. Thank you very much for that, Stacey. Uh, and with that, we'll call it a wrap for today. Thank you very much for joining us on Best Life Thank Fresno. You. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Best Life Fresno podcast. Again, thank you to the supporters of this show, viewers and listeners like you, and Creatapult. If you want more of Best Life Fresno, be sure to find us wherever you watch or listen so you can like, comment, and subscribe. Leaving us a five-star review helps out a lot, but the greatest gift you can give the show right now is to tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time on the Best Life Fresno podcast. <laughs>